Musical Theatre Writer Guy was written and filmed as a YouTube channel series on the traditional and unceded territory of the Muncie Lenape and Canarsie people. Each episode is also released here in podcast form. To learn how you can work with me or to join the Musical Theatre Writing Collective, please find out more at michaelraddy.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-A-D-I dot com. Enjoy the show. The ending of your show is the last thing that the audience is going to experience before they go back out into the world and make judgments about the entire experience. That means the stakes are high. So, how can we make sure that we nail this every single time? The second toughest type of song to write for your musical, following the opening, of course, is your finale. The reason I say this is because we've all seen musicals where the show itself was wonderful and it captivated us and it took us through this magical musical journey and then the ending just kind of fell flat. Or the ending wrapped up too quickly, or neatly, or too happily, or the main character's journey got lost, or a whole bunch of loose ends were never tied up. There are many, many ways in which a finale can go wrong. So, what are the hallmarks of a good finale in musical theater? First and foremost, we need to be asking what the purpose of your finale number is going to be. I mean, why are we doing this song? Has the plot not been wrapped up yet, and this finale is going to help do that work? Or has the story already been finished and this number is doing something else? Perhaps tying up loose ends, or providing the audience with something celebratory, or hummable, or to lift their spirits as they leave the theater? Was there a framing device tying the entire show together that we now have to go back to and wrap up separately from the inner story? Your answer to this question is going to vastly alter the type of finale number that you end up putting together. In terms of your song's structure, hook, and overall soundscape, these will be mostly determined by your answers to these next two questions. What is the tone you'd like to elicit or the environment surrounding the number? Since this is the last thing the audience is going to be experiencing the story, what is it that you'd like your audience to walk away with from this story and this number? What should they be thinking or feeling? If the tone you're trying to evoke is one of solemnity, well, that denotes a particular set of options for soundscape and structure. Though everything could change depending on whether you want your audience to walk away in that solemn space, or if you want to be bringing people to tears, or if you want people to be finding the joy in the solemnity. By the reverse, if you're trying to create a celebratory moment, how does the sound and structure change if you want your audience to walk away feeling excited or heartwarmed or pondering whether or not the people on stage actually should be happy. In combination, all of these questions and considerations should help point the way toward what your finale should look like and feel like. Let's look at these questions through the lens of a few examples. West Side Story. You may think it weird that I'm starting with a show that doesn't have a true finale in the sense that we think about it, but it absolutely does have a finale sequence, and I think it's the perfect choice. When we look at the question of purpose, I bet the writers were asking themselves the same question of what the purpose of a finale number would be in a story that ends so gravely. So instead of shoehorning in a purpose, they chose not to write a true finale. The final moments of the show include a musical scene and dialogue, a short monologue, underscoring, and even a reprise of music as Tony dies. But the true last moment of the show is underscored silence as these two rival groups come together and essentially end up creating a funeral procession. The tone is somber and heartbreaking, but with the faintest glimmer of hope that perhaps something good will have come from this terrible tragedy. And all of this is reflected musically in the accompaniment as no one on stage can really bring themselves to say anything, let alone sing something. The audience is left to sit with the devastation without the comfort of a neatly tied up package, which is precisely what Maria is now going to have to do as well. It's really beautifully crafted. 
next to normal. Looking at a more modern show that also has a tragic bend to it, though in a different way and to a different degree, next to normal decided to go the exact opposite route. At the end of a very long journey of this show, where these family members have been having to deal with the dynamics of the relationships and mental illness across the entirety of the story, they now are in a space where the only thing they can actually do is try to find the hope. It's not there yet, but they are choosing to believe that it will come. With this purpose in mind, we get the song Light, which functions as a gloriously hopeful wrap-up of the show outside of the story itself. It's clear that they want to evoke a sense of hope with this song, taking us out of the musical darkness and into musical light, and it's very effective. And I'd assume that they also were going with the idea of having the audience leave the theater feeling more positive or in a more positive state as they emerge back out into the world than they might have otherwise done without the song light. Before we take a look at our next example, I do want to let you know that I will be releasing a new video course on musical theater songwriting very soon, which will go very in depth on a lot of topics, including this one. So if this type of information is interesting and exciting to you, then make sure to get on my email list so you don't miss the announcement for the video course. There will be even more examples and we'll go much, much deeper in each of these topics as we go through the course. So make sure to get on the email list and grab some structure tips by clicking that little link in the description below. Another show that pulls us out of the story proper for the finale is my show The King's Legacy, which returns to its framing device at the end of the show to kind of bring home the main messages of the piece. It's a story being put on by a troupe of Renaissance English players, so when the story is over and Anne Boleyn's death has happened and Elizabeth has been coronated, we leave the world of the story and return to the world of the players for the finale number. This time when we do pull back to the players, we are without narration like we've had throughout the entire show, and instead they sing a rousing anthem number to deliver home the messages of resilience for not only the English people, but specifically for English queens. Since the women are being heralded as the future, even though we're not there quite yet, to prevent the song from giving too much of a triumphant air, the voices layer in, but then they layer back out. By the end of the song, the only voice left is that of the player who played Queen Elizabeth, which leaves us with something that feels hopeful and joyful, but doesn't deliver fully on the promise yet. Okay, what about finales that don't quite cut it, or make us feel like we're missing out on something that we should be receiving? Guys and Dolls. The most glaring example I can think of when I think about the musical theater canon, probably because I've done it and seen it a lot, is Guys and Dolls. At the end of this long musical that is well written and structured, with some really fantastic music, and especially in Act 2, we get to the end and... Huh? show ends with a half-hearted company reprise of the song Guys and Dolls, and it doesn't really wrap anything up for the main characters. The main character wrap-up happens in the book, and very, very fast, and not very satisfyingly, and then we get this reprise, which is a decent tune, but that's about it. Ultimately, finale should be providing us with some sort of closure, and something to think about, or to feel, a message that says the show is over now, go forth, back out into your lives, and consider this. And this is the writer's best chance for taking a message for their show and really driving it home for the audience. And although finales are a major part of the formula of what makes a musical a success, they are by no means the only part. And you can explore that idea with me further by watching this video next. Otherwise, thank you all for being here with me today, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers! Thank you for listening to Musical Theater Writer Guy, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review this show as it really helps others to discover what you already know. 
And please do share this show far and wide so we may all become an even closer musical theater community.